Talking Flutes Extra, which this week is coming from Anaheim in California at the world's biggest musical instrument trade fair called the NAM Show, held from the 24th to the 27th of January. I'm John Paul Wright, host of Talking Flutes Extra pods. However, my day job is as the managing director of the Trevor James Flute Company, based here in England. The annual NAM show is a regular in our diary as it gives us the opportunity to meet up with our network of global flute distributors as well as meeting and socialising with some wonderful musicians. Now, I apologise in advance but please excuse my rather croaky voice. However, as this is a real-time recording then you'll understand when you hear the sound levels in the convention centre that to make yourself heard you need to constantly speak up. Not normally a problem for me and... You know, after a few hours, this begins to take its toll on one's vocal cords. The NAM show is the most important four days of the year, not only for us, but for all other instrument makers. With over 1 million square feet of instruments on display from all over the world, over 140,000 people in the music industry are expected to attend over the next four days. You'll be able to try out instruments, attend masterclasses, listen and meet some fabulous musicians. And on that point, you never know who will walk past you, including some very famous faces. My four days here are going to be spent going from one music business meeting to another, and it's often very hard to actually find time to come up for air, as this music show is all-encompassing. However, before I came out, I really wanted to see if, when I did emerge during the course of each day, that I could possibly work little audio recordings into my schedule to make a podcast. So for the next few minutes, I'm going to attempt to bring you a very tiny flavour of the NAM convention here amongst the Californian sun and palm trees. But before I do so, I'm awaiting a certain visitation to my hotel room by two wonderful guys and multi-awardering musicians who I've had the privilege to know and work with for many years. Play something, please. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Talking Flutes Extra, where this week is a very, very different one. Recorded at the Hyatt Regency in Anaheim. Actually, no, it's Garden Grove. It's Garden Grove in Los Angeles. I am joined by, I, I mean, illustrious company. We have two Emmy winners and Latin Grammy nominated. Oh, crack. Let me start that again. Latin, it's just really hard to say. Latin Grammy. Lat, I have to say it your way. Latin Grammy. Yes. Latin Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, two multi-award winning musicians, uh, one of which you will know in the fluty tooty world, which is... That was very that was very weak and shy for you, Jose Valentino. And we are, hey, what's up, everybody? And I'm going to talk for a bit longer whilst he gets something out of his rucksack. Oh, the fabulous Guallo. 
Hi, how are you? How's I'm going? very well. Now, guys, we how lovely to have you in my hotel room. That's a blessing. And you bought your instruments as well. Yes, mm -hmm. I did. <laughs> and coffee. Thanks for the coffee. Yes, oh, thank you so the much. Coffee's a prerequisite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, guys, what brings you to the NAMM show anyway? Well, you know, the NAMM show is the biggest music business conference in the world. Uh, you get to see people uh, in the field, uh, you know, just really from all over the world. So you get a global perspective of the music industry. You get to see all kinds of uh, amazing toys. And it's basically the ideal playground, Disney World, if you will, for musicians, producers, uh, audio engineers, you know. So it's just really a lot of fun to see all the innovation that's happening in the music industry. And... Uh, I think in addition to that, we want to come to see uh, close friends, build new relationships. Yeah, and I think I think that's a, you mentioned part part of the greatest things about coming to Nam is and seeing the people that maybe you only see them during Nam or maybe you only see them another time during the year. But you know the, the fact that you get to come together and everybody's here for the same purpose, music. You know, it's really encouraging. See how it brings people yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's kind of like a, a bit of like a. A refresher or like a new start because it's starting the new year I think we talked yeah. about it uh, yeah you know you're starting the new year it's January uh, you're kicking it off you're seeing all these great people that you're you know you've worked with that maybe at a distance or different projects and all this stuff you get excited you know you plan new things and and, and just jam and it's yeah, just man. great you know the like, jamming is awesome yeah. because uh, as you're going booth to booth you're just seeing all kinds of amazing talent and just you know, people expressing their hearts through different instruments, different styles of music. Uh, it takes 10 steps uh, one direction and you're you listening to some great rock and roll, another step, and you're listening to some jazz, another step, and you're listening to some DJ turntabling it up. So, you know, all kinds of great stuff yeah. happening. Very encouraging. I think, uh, uh, I like to think that for the majority of it all, it's kind of a unique situation because when you are at NAM, it's almost like you have to uh, remove the ego. Everybody does, and we just celebrate one another. Hmm. So I'm delighted to say, everybody, that we're going to do a dedicated podcast with these two wonderful musicians and gentlemen, mm. and they've agreed to stay on and talk about their life in music, how they got into it, how they got together as individuals to play a flute and guitar duo, mm. and also yeah. <laughs> any advice they've got for musicians in whatever instrument you play. So. Check out the podcast in the coming weeks because these guys have got a long one coming up. <laughs> <laughs> you can't forget your past So dry your tears and say music booths and walking down row cracky, 8,800 I see a certain gentleman Keith hello Keith hi there how are you 
I'm very well. How did you get here? An airplane. <laughs> Otherwise, it's a very long walk. Oh, what a stupid question of me. How are you, my friend? Stupid question, stupid answer. <laughs> Nothing changes, does it? <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> how are you, my friend? You're doing I'm well. How about yourself? I'm doing re- very well. Since we last spoke, you've moved to Iowa. I have. I have. Coralville, Iowa. And how are you enjoying it? I love it. There's a lot of great food, a lot of stuff to do, working with friends I've had for a very long time. And you're out doing lots of masterclass, flute masterclasses now and choir, choir work with flute choirs, aren't you? Yeah, we, um, well, we started a flute choir in the Coralville area, and um, I'm going to be doing some uh, Minnesota Music Educators Association clinic for flute choirs for Eckroth Music and Trevor James. Wonderful. And how do you find the NAM show differs from NFA? I see a lot more Mohawks. <laughs> yeah, it's not, <laughs> it's not your standard dress, is it? No, no, it makes me feel a little blue. Yeah, you sporting rather lovely blue hair, and you still don't look out of place in here. <laughs> no, I'm rather conservative in comparison <laughs> to a lot of this. There are some things you just can't unsee. <laughs> yeah, and someone's videoing us right to my left. Have you, see, have you noticed? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no, I've noticed. <laughs> and it's quite amazing how many famous people do you see walking around have you seen anyone really really famous um, a couple years ago I saw Stevie Wonder um, and, and I'm sure there are some quite famous individuals that I just don't know yes especially in other instruments because this place is not just flute, saxophones, woodwind it's everything isn't it Yeah, there are a lot of amazing players you can hear a lot of really great playing from all over the place I think that's largely, don't you think, because they're, they're the artists from the brands rather than other musicians, because it's a trade-only show, isn't it? Right. So you need to have the artists here to yep. show off each. Yeah, and it's wonderful. You get to hear really amazing players and, and get to meet them. And you may not know who they are, but they'll happily talk to you and, and discuss and, and play and give you tips. Fabulous. Well, I'll let you get on because you've got a really busy booth here, Keith. Oh, uh, yeah. Always busy. Keeps me out of trouble. Thanks a lot. I must speak to you again soon, my friend. All right. You guys take care. Joey, Joey, hey Joey, what's it like going from sax straight onto the flute? Uh, it's like you go hungry for a lot of days and you finally get something to eat. <laughs> flute is home. Flute is home. You'd never know, would you? <laughs> Cheers, bro. I'm walking down another aisle now. I think I mentioned earlier that uh, you can come to the NAMM show and not see a flute player for love nor money because there's guitar players and there's, uh, I think there must be a pianist somewhere, and there's drummers and there's brass players and there's saxophone players. And flute players seem to be a rarity, which is very unusual. However, I found one. 
I found one and everybody knows this lady. It's Gina Luciani. Hello, Gina. Hi, how's it going? It's going very well. What brings you to Nam? Well, I was actually playing at Rat Stands today and it's been really fun and just also visiting and meeting a lot of the people that I haven't quite met yet. We've met online and now we're actually meeting in person, which is great, and just catching up with a bunch of people. The power of social media, as always. Exactly. It's amazing like what you can do with social media, that you meet all these people online, can be across the country, across the world, and then you get to actually meet them in person, which is really cool to develop that relationship in both sides. I was really impressed with those rat stands. They're at an angle, aren't they? And they fold up flat. Yeah, I was, I was shocked with them. And they're really, really great quality. And they also have the concert stand, which is the wooden stand. And you'll see those a lot of times in different halls. And so I know that I use them personally when I was uh, playing at Disney Concert Hall, which is where LA Phil plays. So, you know, they're very standard for that. But then they also have the fold-up stand and things that you could have just at home in your practice room. Now, you're obviously a really busy flute player. In fact, probably overly busy. How do you keep your social media up to date? Because you're prolific. Well, thank you. Um, a lot of it's just like a lot of planning and figuring out what I want to post when, and you know if I know that something is coming up, such as I have something special planned. I don't know when this is going to come out, but for Valentine's Day. This is Monday. Oh, okay. So you guys should listen. Uh, for Valentine's Day, I've been ha I have something really fun planned um, with uh, Hall Crystal Flutes. I have a really pretty new one that I'm going to be debuting and really beautiful design on it and I'm going to be playing a love theme that I think that everybody will know. <laughs> and where will they find that? On your YouTube account? Uh, it'll be all over my socials. Yeah, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Yeah. In other words, you can't miss it, can you? Because it's yours, it's Gina's. <laughs> Hopefully not, yeah. Make sure to put the notifications on and also for all the socials involved with you guys as well. It's just it's annoying that a lot of times the people you follow you don't necessarily see. So putting on the notification and having it actually pop up on the top and say that you know you want to see it, that really helps, I think. Do you know that's a really fair point because the algorithms have gone bizarre, haven't they? I, I feel like the second that you kind of figure it out, they change again. It's really frustrating. <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd figure it out the other day yeah. where I got thousands of uh, views, uh, sorry, thousands of likes. And then thought, if I've cracked it, and right. then the next day I was down to 700. Yeah, there's times that, you know, like something is done really well and I, I try to figure it out, I dissect it, and like, oh, it must be because I posted on this day at this time and it was this kind of content. I duplicate it and it won't do well. And then I'll do something that is completely opposite of that on a different day. Like one of my best posts was a Friday night at like 7 p.m. And, uh, you know, right before the weekend and it did incredibly well and I was shocked because I, I had been working on this thing. I was having problems with the export. And, uh, but I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to put it out. I was going to do it Thursday during the day and I was like, no, nope, I'm just going to put this out because I've been working so hard on it. And then it ended up being my best performing video that I've ever had. <laughs> ever had? Ever, yeah. That was, it was, um, this is Halloween uh, from Nightmare Before Christmas and it has, I think, over a million views on Facebook. So it did really well. And that was Friday night. <laughs> Yep, and this is going out on a Monday morning. Right. What do you do in Monday mornings in LA? Bearing in mind, we are back in England. We're eight hours ahead of you. Uh, Monday mornings. I mean, if I'm not, if I don't have a gig that day, probably sleeping in, honestly. I mean, I am a night owl for sure, so I stay up late. Usually, like, 2 o'clock is when I'm going to bed. That's typical for creatives, though, isn't it? 
I think I've read something about that, that a lot of creative people get their, like a lot of their work done at nighttime rather than during the day. At least for me though, like practicing and everything, like my mind is just not working. Um, I don't feel like my muscles like in my hands are really warmed up until later. So it just makes more sense for me to be starting at least after noon. You know what I mean? Like I'll do emails and things like that more in the morning. Um, but when I'm working by myself, I like to do stuff in the evening a lot more. I think it was in the Hans Zimmer uh, Live at Prague uh, video that's on Netflix. He says in one point that being creatives, instead of working nine to five during the day, you work nine to five during the night. I mean, yeah, I think, I mean, ultimately it depends on the person and some people just wake up in the morning and are ready to go and want to get stuff done before dinner and that's great, but I just have never been able to work that way. And it's actually really funny because a lot of times I'll be doing my remote recordings at my house and I'm recording at like 12, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., things like that. Luckily, I don't know, I'm hoping that it's just that I have thick walls uh, between me and my neighbors, but so far, knock on wood, I've never gotten a complaint but yeah <laughs> and how do you find the NAMM show compared to the National Flute Association convention I mean I don't think they could be more different <laughs> you know uh, uh, well okay first of all the, at the NFA convention it's primarily female I wouldn't you agree absolutely, absolutely yeah and NAMM uh, one thing that's great about being female at NAMM is that there are no lines for the bathrooms so <laughs> that's like it is. It's, I've never thought about it. It's yeah. the short. It's the men have the lines coming out. I think that's like the only time I've seen that, and uh, so that's that's a huge difference. Uh, people here. I mean, I would say the common uh, dress that everybody's wearing is black and more black and more black. And where at the Flute Association, you know, you're, people are very, you know, colorful and uh, dressed up, and but everybody here's pretty, you know, casual, wearing jeans and black jeans and more black jeans and black t-shirts. Probably because most of the uh, event is nothing to do with flutes or woodwind, is it? Yeah, I mean, that's probably like the one of the least represented things here. It's primarily, like you were saying earlier, guitars, bass, drums, piano, keyboards, software, you know, any of those things. Well, thanks for stopping and uh, give me a few moments, Gina. Of course, thank you so much for having me. And um, I will catch up with you again very soon because I've noticed on your neck you have this thing called Glow With Music Lanyard. Um, I'm keen to find out more, so can we have another chat? I would, I would love that. That would be great. Great. Thanks, Gina. Thank you. You tend to find that the longer the day goes on, the noisier it gets. I mean, there are, there are show police, believe it or not. There are people wandering around with noise meters trying to tell people to shut up. But they obviously miss this sax player because he's making one a hell of a noise. I'll, I'll creep up to him very closely and see if it works. Yep, wherever you go here, you need earplugs. And have I got them in? No, I've got headphones on. Whilst I'm recording this. And uh, looking down the aisle. I can't see anybody that I recognize, which is quite unusual, but not surprising, bearing in mind further down there is a drum, there's a drum area, and then to my right is guitars, and I know absolutely nothing about drums or guitars. Right, to give you a quick idea of the difference in sound. You're good? You need help, man? No, I'm fine, thanks. Hands, man. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? 
Yeah, what are you doing here? You're here with your guitar, aren't you? I'm here with my guitar. I'm here to have fun. here to see all you guys. And How do you find Nam? How do you find coming here? Blessing. Um, making time for this is a must. Uh, we're, uh, I think we're in very busy times around, right now in the beginning of the year and all that stuff, but just making time to be able to fellowship and come here and have fun and, and just listen to each other, talk with each other, play, jam, just create new ideas and, and think towards the new year. It's such a great, you know, such a great vibe. It really is. What's funny is we leave the the main uh, convention hall, and the sound levels go down somewhat. <laughs> and I'm now going to follow you. Where are you going? You're going down to the the acoustic guitar hall, aren't you? Yeah, we want to go right now to where uh, it's most of the acoustic guitars uh, uh, are located and stuff, which is relatively an extremely extremely quiet area compared to where the you would find the drums or the woodwinds and the uh, and the horns and all that stuff so just kind of see where we plug in and sing a little bit play a little bit uh, the flute the sax the uh, guitar and just have some fun and you know record some of this uh, these moments we don't always get to get together the way we're getting together right now so we're just really taking advantage of this great time that we're having Fabulous. Now, this is obviously for Talking Flutes Extra podcast. So <laughs> what advice can a guitar player give to a flute player with regards to feeling music? music? Because very much when you listen to you play, it's yeah. all about the feeling. Stay outside the box. Interesting. Stay outside stay, the box. Stay outside the box. You can always go inside the box because in, 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 in flute and classical music and all that stuff, it's, it's okay when, when you learn. You're always inside the box, but there has to be a moment where you got to come out of the box and stay out there. When you stay outside the box, you can always come back in if you want. You know, but you stay outside the box and you start making, doing things a little different, doing things from a different perspective, and, and being able to reach more people. And do you believe in breaking rules? <laughs> Absolutely, but I believe in breaking the rules after you've learned the rules. Ah, that is the most perfect advice. Yeah. Get the foundation sorted first oh, and yeah. then break. Definitely, definitely, absolutely. Great to meet you again, my friend. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> right, as I continue to walk around the show, I'm walking towards a German booth that makes clarinets, Ubel clarinets. And in front of me is a very well-known flute player, but also clarinet player. Josh, hi, Josh. Hi, JP. <laughs> How wonderful to bump into you. It is, who would have ever guessed? Now, for flute players that know you that play the flute, you also play the clarinet. I do, in fact, play the clarinet. In fact, uh, I am an artist for Ubel clarinets. If you look over there, there's a little picture of a much thinner and younger me on the poster. Yes, since we don't talk about that anymore. <laughs> it was a phase. Why is Nam such a good show for somebody like Ubel to come over to? Oh, God. Um, Nam? NAMM's a very unique kind of show. Um, it's not like the clarinet convention or a flute convention where everyone that shows up plays the instrument. It's mostly retailers and teachers who want to know how many of them they can get at how low a price for their students or their stores. It's a lot of buyers and you know it's all sort of very dry retail kind of things. It's much less fabulous than the flute convention or the... But it's an important part for the business, isn't it's it? hugely important. I would say it's a lot more important in many ways than the dedicated instrument conventions because NAM is where you get all of the music stores and all of the big retailers interested in carrying the line. That's how you make money. And yeah, money-making machine, yes. And has it been a successful show so far? 
It has, extremely. So, in fact, yesterday, uh, I don't think any of us got to take a break until about 4.30 p.m. We were just slammed all day, buyers meetings all day. Uh, we've acquired some new artists recently that have significantly increased the profile of the brands. Uh, Ricardo Morales, for example, has recently joined us. And he is now playing our instruments. So there's a, there's a pretty big increase in, in interest in purchasing these lovely things. And long may it last. Now, let's go back to flutes. Should we digress slightly? <laughs> I, I'm never, ever averse to talking about flutes. You know that. <laughs> Will they be seeing you at the NFA this year? Uh, I, unless we all die by the yes, which is possible, given the political state of the universe. Uh, yes, I will absolutely be at NFA with Sankyo again and Trevor James. You know, big happy family. And do you have any words of advice for our flute players? Even though it's an AM show, you, you must have a piece of advice. Uh, wear earplugs all the time. <laughs> is that just for piccolo players? No, everyone. Everyone. I'm, not, I'm never going to hear again after the show is over. I'm sure you can hear in the background there are lots of very enthusiastic trumpet players trying to play high notes. You are located amongst quite a quiet area compared to a bit further up with the drums and guitars. Yeah, for Nam, this is like being in a closet, which is great. I mean, it's, it's a great location, but we're surrounded by, by quiet sort of booths, like accessories mostly. Um, a couple years ago, we were wedged in between a trombone booth, a tuba booth, and then across from us was an electric guitar amplifier maker. Joy. Utter joy. My ears are still ringing from that one. So just to confirm, the NAMM show isn't for your general music musician. It's no, NAMM show is for trade only. It's only for people who are somehow involved in the music industry um, and their guests. There are people who can get guest badges if they know someone who works in the industry. But your average flute or clarinet player can't just decide to buy a pass for the weekend and come try instruments. Josh, lovely to catch up with you. I'm hoping that during the past few minutes that I've managed to give you just a small taste of the NAM convention this year. I'm now heading back to the airport for a long flight home. So to all the wonderful people I've met during the past four days, Thank you. I've really had a blast and I look forward to returning here again next January for NAM 2020. Next week on Talking Flutes, Claire and I look through some of the many flute and performance questions that have been sent in by you, the listeners. So until then, may I wish you much fun and a happy and joyful musical week. Goodbye. Talking Flutes and Talking Flutes Extra are podcast productions by the Trevor James Flute Company. For more information, visit trevorjamesflutes.com.